1: Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio.
0: R to the third.
1: We are your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosher, and we are glad you're tuning in and listening to us pontificate about all things recovery-related.
0: It's already started off real strong.
1: <laughs> this show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. We have a two-week detox followed with two years of free aftercare recovery support and microcurrent neurofeedback, including in our amazing care model. And so substance use disorders on the rise, on the rise every year, basically. But since COVID, it's like astronomically grown as problematic. And uh, really, addiction knows no bounds or respecter of persons. Anyone can have a problem with a substance use disorder. It doesn't matter if you uh, work in the government or you're a police officer or a first responder or a nurse uh, all the way down to someone living in a, a shelter. It can touch anybody. Yeah. And everybody in between. So uh, don't feel any sort of weird way or shameful way about reaching out for help. Everybody needs help at some point.
0: Yeah, if you, if you think that you drink or drug too much, if you think it's gotten out of control and you have an inability to stay. Everybody can quit by the way. And
1: you stay stopped on for, your own willpower. For 10
0: years I quit. I quit all the time. I quit a hundred <laughs> times, right? But, but it was you staying, staying stopped. stopped yeah. yeah. So if you have that trouble it's okay to reach out for help. There's a lot of us out there.
1: And a lot of times we can't do it alone. Uh, what we find is we need a community of supportive people who have navigated this before us and that's what we provide at Matthew's Hope. So you can go to our website, which is www.mhdrp.org, or you can give us a call at 844-AND-HOPE. That's 844 844- 263-4673, and you'll press extension 1 for admissions for the detox program, or you'll press 2 for our outpatient clinic with microcurrent neurofeedback and recovery coaching that's available in the outpatient setting.
0: Who's answering the intake line nowadays? Is it it's, Nikki Boo? It's
1: Nikki Boo and Andre. They usually uh-huh. answer okay. intake calls, and then if you press 2 for the outpatient, you'll get Candace.
0: Ah, candy pants. <laughs> Do they like my name? They like like
1: your nicknames, by the way. You just don't. I just don't like you (laughs) (laughs) as a person.
0: Well, or a human.
1: (laughs) That's debatable.
0: As usual, my wife is abusive. No, as usual, (laughs) you are listening to us on KPRC 950 in Houston, Sundays at 1 p.m. If you're local. If you're not local, you can go to the iHeartRadio app. Just go to either the Apple Store or to the, the Google Store, you can download the iHeartRadio app. It's a free download. And KPRC950 has their own channel. You can listen to what they're broadcasting live, no matter where you are. Yep. Um, and then at the end of the day, they upload us to our own podcast, our very own podcast, Rollerware Recovery Radio. And so you can go back and listen to other episodes. You can go out. I challenge you to go find the episodes where Heather was the most abusive to me.
1: Those are actually the top performing episodes, by the way. <laughs> If you go back to New Beard, who dis? That's that's the first time I was epically rude to you on. Yeah, on,
0: mean on. for absolutely no reason.
1: <laughs> and so that one's a very top performer. And the other one was the sane and sound sex ideal most recently.
0: Yeah, that was the day that I decided to have a fight with you on the way to for do no the radio reason show at all. No, I had a reason. It just had nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a bad day.
1: I think it's important to be transparent about that, because yeah, relationships are not, you know, rainbows and butterflies all the time. Sometimes I well, don't like how you breathe.
0: <laughs> True story, and those are the best shows, evidently. <laughs> I mean, this week, this week has been rough, man. Like, I am, I am exhausted. So, as we always talk about, we we record the show on Fridays. You guys hear it on Sundays, and it goes to the podcast Sunday night. And I am tired today. Like, uh, there's a few things I need to finish up for work. When I go back, it's midday. Um, But otherwise, I'm done. I'm baked. So I went in. I've had one of those days Monday. I got up Monday, not on the wrong side of the bed, in the wrong zip code.
1: Yeah. I heard you spill your drink this morning when you got up. That was another one. I I heard water just splash on our wood floor. I was like, oh, Donnie's up.
0: I get up at like 5 in the morning. I try and like be quiet to not wake you and I'm going to grab my water that I always put on the side of my on my nightstand and it went right up and I went well that happened and I think I even said it out loud no
1: you said bound to happen at some point that was,
0: <laughs>
1: that was that's what I heard
0: and then I was like uh, close your eyes because I knew I had woken you up so I could turn a light on but anyways like Monday I was so out of and, and actually this is a good forum for this Because I think I did what I was supposed to do to try and fix the day. It was just unfixable.
1: Sometimes we have those days where um, a lot has happened and you just feel tapped out because you've had to navigate this and navigate that and figure out balance.
0: Well, the the week prior, and I I think I was just physically exhausted. The week prior, I had to leave. So we had our guests that weekend. And then last week on Wednesday, I had to leave at like four o'clock in the morning to make an early flight to get to philly to be in meetings all day uh i stayed in philly till friday so it's like meetings all day and so then i fly back friday i'm here long enough literally to To do
1: the show and then you left again
0: and then i left again and i'm out of town until sunday
1: i had a great week last week
0: well i I wasn't here (laughs) Is that, is that why?
1: I mean, I'm just saying it was it was it was a smooth week.
0: I remember walking in the house Sunday and I looked at the kitchen and I said, Wow, this is totally clean. I've got a lot of work to do.
1: <laughs> My house was so clean. Your, hi, your God. face was not pleasant.
0: <laughs> but anyways, on Monday, I just got up and just just completely off. And when I say off, I mean like one of my gifts at work is that I can look at a big complicated project, something with a lot of things going on, and I can sort of put it all together in my head and I know where the flow is and what we have to do and how to break it apart and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I almost have a project plan in my head of ongoing things. So now, now, for those of you that don't know, I'm I'm an enterprise architect. One of that means is that I'm in IT and I am the architectural leader for network and security and data center and all that and so i see a lot of projects i'm gonna
1: fall asleep i know sorry
0: but i couldn't do it monday like i couldn't put together a sentence about one project i'm on all day monday um and it started with i start every day with prayer meditation and that day i just wasn't able to even so i I don't know i want to talk about this a little bit because I think it's apropos to what you and I discuss on here every week, and I'll be a little quicker at it by the look on your face. I'm about Don't to go, go to sleep. anywhere; we'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome. Welcome welcome
1: hey i forgot to mention that our listeners could look us up on social media
0: are we still doing that
1: yeah um and successfully so, yeah it's going really well new followers it reaches up Engagement is up seriously yeah so it, i mean i don't
0: how does this happen how do two idiots get given the keys to something like this and somehow it works
1: I just think we're genuine. People can sense that.
0: I'm genuinely an idiot. That's Genuinely stupid. Yeah.
1: Um, But no, so if you have a Facebook page, you can search at Relevant Recovery Radio on Facebook. Also on Instagram, same handle. And then if you're on Instagram, I encourage you to also follow MHF underscore IASIS underscore mcn and that is our outpatient Iasis uh instagram page Lord, that was a lot
0: say that one more time
1: okay it's mhf underscore i a s i s underscore mcn matthew soap Iasis. if
0: they follow relevant recovery radio instagram
1: yeah, they can easily see the there you one. go
0: so do that <laughs> just
1: and you like follow share it really <laughs> helps us and, uh, what do you call that when that? you
0: like follow somebody to follow somebody else? I don't know. To find their people, what do you call that? Besides stalking, creepy. <laughs> yeah, stalk our stalk our Instagram, and you can find the ISIS.
1: Illegal in thirty-two states. I don't know what you call it.
0: So, all right. So on Monday. So I'll, I'll oh, run through it a back little more. At this again. Oh my gosh. Go ahead. You know.
1: We got we got thirty-seven minutes left of the show. <laughs> Maybe you'll get to a point by the time oh my that happens.
0: God. <laughs> So I get up Monday and I'm tired and I I do not I get up late so I couldn't do my like prayer meditation time which always sets my day yeah I had to kind of go right into work I had a project that had been given to me by an what they call an n plus one that by means a leprechaun? my leprechaun my boss's boss right that was really not meant for me. And it's not something I can accomplish. It's meant for a project manager that can give time and time and time Johnny, to
1: it. With God's power, you can do all things. Okay. Remember that next and Monday. And So
0: I was nervous because I had to present an update to him on that Monday on Monday because and my update was, Bro, I can't. I'm not able to get How the information update? you want. And Bro. I and the problem is is that it was hit me on a lot of stuff, right? My pride, my I ego see the because I don't want to fail see the problem um it wasn't where he wants it to be it's been three four months too and anyways so I'm completely discombobulated I haven't done my prayer meditation I can't even like think through a project if I needed to do a status update on all and I'm I'm intimately involved in all of them and I couldn't have updated you on one so just off and I go into that meeting with him a thousand percent fully on the defensive before he says a word and he's like looking for me to update him. And I'm just like, hmm. here's a problem and I can't this and they want this. And they cause it's, it's an, it's an issue where my group is going to take over some services across the globe mm-hmm. in APAC. Right. And, and I just have no, I have no leadership, no power there. There's nothing I can do about so it's it. It's
1: like your home life.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm just a victim <laughs> at the leader's whims. <laughs> Um. Anyways, I just went way overboard, and at one point he's like, "Donnie, I'm not talking to you." And he he then turns to Nadine, who's my manager. He's like, "Nadine," and I tried to say again. He goes, "Donnie, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm talking to Nadine." Like, and I was so, I literally was so enraged at that minute. I was going to quit my job at that moment. You're like, rage quit. I felt disrespected, and, and there's so- a reason I'm saying that. Like, I felt so disrespected. I literally. I quit the meeting because that's how so mature I am. I thought
1: someone quit the meeting for you.
0: Well, yes. Okay. Just in case somebody listens to this show. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, I was out of the meeting and I'm now pacing the house and I'm like thinking about what do we have in savings and how long could I be without a job? Like I'm working through it in my mind. Like I'm, I'm out of here, right? In total, like, temper tantrum reaction. It's just a temper tantrum. You threw a
1: conniption, as my mama would say.
0: I possibly did. And so anyways, and then the the rest of the day is complaining and anger and just miserable for me. And then, I mean, literally that night I went...
1: Like my life right now.
0: I went and hung out with uh, some very close friends of mine, and I ran them through it all on the victim I had been that day. And I say all that to say this. Please. Tuesday, mm-hmm. I get up and I do my prayer and meditation. I go through my job, but I'm in the office. And while I'm there, a, this guy that's real close to me comes over to talk to me. And he's like, how are you? Everything cool. And I told him, you know, he knew what would happen, And uh, and he goes, you need to go talk to him because that doesn't sound like him. I think it's out of character. He said, there's some some misperceptions here. And I went, you really think i ought to talk to him? He goes, yes. Find an opening on his calendar and just go in there and say, hey, can I talk to you? So I did. I'm like, hey. Uh, and I told him, I was like, hey, this relationship between us is important, and I don't, I don't know what happened yesterday. He goes, dude. And so what had happened is that in the middle of me, me vomiting this, this bit of information to him, he realized, I shouldn't have given this to Donnie. This isn't what he does. And I was trying to redirect to her so that she could assign a project manager that's who needs to be doing this. And, and everything is fine. And and besides that, this guy is, he's non-emotional about stuff. He's very fact-based. And you know I'm very emotional. You're very fact-based. And anyways, no, I left there and I went, wow. You know, what would have happened had I done my prayer meditation? And, and here's the other thing, too. On Monday, prior to going in the meeting, I did at noon during my lunch hour stop. Uh, I I did some I did 30 minutes of prayer meditation. I actually soaped. You know what that means. I soaped. I mean, I was really... it didn't help at all, did it? It did not. Mm -hmm. It did not. I guess that's what I'm saying, is there are some days that prayer meditation ain't doing it. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Am I I the only one? No. Good talk.
1: (laughs) I'm real bored with this. I I don't know. I don't know why this is happening right now. I don't know what your point of this whole story is.
0: Okay. So my point of this whole story is expletive deleted, expletive deleted, (laughs) is that when we're in this recovery realm, Mm -hmm. when we have these steps to follow, what I'm telling you is that I followed. I may have missed my prayer meditation, but I made it up and it didn't matter. I just had... An off day. I had a bad day.
1: Yeah. I think that that's... And relating that to recovery, everybody thinks once you get sober, if the person's just sober and just works a quote program or whatever... Uh, that life just gets great, and uh, to some extent, that's true. It's definitely easier than being homeless and a heroin addict living under well, a bridge. But
0: yeah, yeah the, the good thing is what I did. I didn't drink. But I'm just saying, there's just you know, different
1: kinds of problems. Yeah. And I didn't
0: rage quit my job. There's two good things. That's a blessing. Yeah.
1: And so there are. It's always difficult personalities, and a lot of times, sometimes we can't find balance, and we get overstressed, or we do too much X, Y, and Z. And then we take it out on work-related relationships or home, you know, relationships. And- well, and
0: I, th- I think for me in that in this instance, okay, in this case, it was just the realization that it was just. I even was talking to my manager about it today. We were laughing about it, and I said what I should have done when I made the realization that this is a bad day, is that I should have just put in like, hey Nadine, I'm not feeling well. I need a. I need a. I need a day, one of those days. A mental days. health day. <clears throat> and you know what she said? Mm. You absolutely should have. And she said, if that happens in the future, please do. Mm-hmm. Please do. So anyways, it's been a rough week. Like, I'm just tired. I've had a lot going on. You've had a lot going on. And it's just been, it's been kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. The world is crazy.
0: The world is crazy.
1: But that's the kind of like why I want to talk about some different headlines and current events that's going on. Because uh, I work in treatment. And you and I are both, you know, very deep in the recovery world. And uh, the DEA sent out- Wait,
0: before you get to that. What? What did we realize on the drive-in today?
1: I don't know. What?
0: Captain America is real. Captain America
1: is real. So if you drive in the streets of Houston-
0: We saw him today.
1: Donnie saw a guy on a motorcycle that had the Captain America shield on his back.
0: So now we know.
1: now you know. The Avengers are real. (laughs)
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't want you to question this uh, anymore.
1: I mean, I don't know what kind of power he has because he was still stuck in traffic on six ten like all of us peasants. So, well, that's true. He
0: was stuck on two ninety and six ten. If with I us. was
1: Captain America and I was stuck in traffic, I would have responded very differently to that scenario.
0: You know what? That's a good call. You know what? I think he's just trying to trying to blend in.
1: He's just trying to bu- <clears throat> with the shield on his back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's just trying to blend in. All right. So. Um
1: great opening
0: it. great pontification on uh, my part I'll just take credit for that um, but We've when we lost come back we
1: two thirds of our listeners at this point we, but please call <laughs> your friends and tell them to tune back in now when we come back because now we're going to talk about when we get stuff. back we're going
0: to get down to Heather's <laughs> stupid list don't go to we'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts Heather and Donnie Moser. Oh, yeah. I decided I'm just going to come in with whatever kind of music we do. I'm going to so.
1: swap you next time you do that.
0: Listen, so Will, what I'd like to request is maybe some metal. Let's come back in on like some Marilyn Manson metal and I'm just going to yell it out.
1: Welcome oh, back.
0: No. All right, so- uh, Are you on a
1: mission to ruin our podcast today? Yes. Okay, then goal, goal achieved, squad goals, squad goals, squad goals.
0: So check it out. Um, so we didn't really have a, we didn't know what we wanted to talk about. And Heather's idea was just to go off the cuff. There was three news stories that we found interesting. So this is a new realm for us. We've not done this. And this this was sparked by you reading an article about the DEA.
1: Yeah. So uh, all three topics are connected. So we're going to talk, A, about a DEA article that was recently released that says. Well, let's,
0: let's keep them in the dark about the other two. Let's have fun.
1: Well, they all go together.
0: I'm going to surprise them.
1: Okay. Well, so the first one is a DA article that was recently released that says uh, every six out of every 10 pressed pills that come off the streets are laced with a potentially lethal amount of fentanyl. It's not that- How six, many? Six out of 10. 60%. Oh, holy cow. And so if you read that, okay, it's not saying- 60% of all pressed pills contain some fentanyl that that's not the that's not the statistic it's saying 60% of all pressed pills uh, contain a potentially lethal amount of fentanyl which oh, is wow. like 2 micrograms or whatever the mg it's stands for in that it's a small amount, small amount right but um it's interesting it, let's talk about what pressed pills are in case nobody knows what pressed pills are so if you're... Doesn't on the,
0: everybody have a pill press at home?
1: <laughs> no. Uh, mine's in the attic. Yours is in the attic. You yeah. Retired in 2013. That's right. Uh, so if you go to the doctor doctor and they give you a little scrippy script, uh, you're going to take that and you're going to get a prescription uh, for a pharmaceutical drug. Uh, well, let's just say Xanax or Oxycontin or Hydrocodone. doesn't matter. All right, and so when you get that pill, the manufacturer makes it look a certain way. It's oblong, or it's breakable in half, or it's peach-colored, or it has a 30 well, like on whatever. the side, whatever it, the imprint is. If
0: you've taken something, a pill from the pharmacy, you it know what it looks It has a specific
1: like. color, shape, and look and imprint on it. Who's pontificating now? I'm explaining what pressed pills are, because I <laughs> promise Susan drinking wine at home has no clue that this is everywhere. Susan? Susan, listen. Okay. Listen, Susan. And Linda.
0: So now a pill press is what so makes a those. So pill
1: press, it no a drug dealer. Um, that's smart.
0: Um, entrepreneur.
1: Entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, self-sufficient entrepreneur. <laughs> self-motivated. Uh, gets a pill press, you can get them anywhere. It's crazy. Um, and whatever ingredients you have, you press your own pill and you make it look like whatever you want it to look like. And so, and will... I'm sure
0: when the pharmaceutical companies do this, everything is very measured, very regulated. So each pill has a certain amount of everything, but is it the same when I'm... No, no,
1: you can't predict at all what's in it, but what I'm saying is when you buy it on the street and it looks identical to your Xanax, you think it's a Xanax. When it looks identical oh. to a Lortab, you think you're buying Oh. And Lortab. when it looks identical to uh, Adderall, you think it's an Adderall. Okay. You know,
0: I only have two rules about lower tabs.
1: <laughs> that was about Percocet.
0: Yeah, don't touch my lower tabs. And do you have any lower tabs?
1: <laughs> and so what I'm saying is, is a lot of people, especially drug addicts, when you're just trying to like get well, you actually don't care if it's really that or not. Right. You just care that it has the same re- reactive response in your body. So so, what
0: what you're saying is that on the street, you can't really tell the difference. No,
1: you cannot tell the difference. They will look very identical. And even some drug deal entrepreneurs, Entrepreneurs, get uh, really creative. We don't want to be disparaging. With intentionally making it a certain color. This is where the Skittles fentanyl fentanyl kind of comes into play because then they'll saturate a certain area, let's say Boston, with the blue pills. And so you'll know what drug dealer, entrepreneur, that came from, (laughs) right? And so in Houston, maybe you got the pink ones, all right? So it's also about territory story like people in certain territories but oh uh, pink ain't allowed here I sell the blue who's who's in my neighborhood or
0: hey where did you get those pinks I want some of those they were great <laughs> right?
1: yeah. what I'm saying is people are overdosing and dying at an alarming rate because teenagers experiment with drugs and then older people they don't really care you're, they're just trying to get well it's not that you think you're not going to die but it's not that you think you are going to die you think it's going to be equivalent to a 10 milligram Percocet and you're going to pop it
0: because the problem is it's a huge risk number one if I'm buying pills on the street I don't know if they come from a pharmacy you or never know an entrepreneur lie.
1: entrepreneurs lie every day
0: number two 60 percent of the, the pills on the street
1: 60 percent contain a potentially lethal amount of fentanyl
0: that's crazy i'm so glad i quit drinking and drugging in 2013 before this got really horrible Yeah, me
1: too and so it's really russian roulette with even a single pill And everybody's tolerance is different, and so someone might be listening. So I buy street press pills all the time, and I pop three at a time, and I don't die, so they think it's a lie. Yeah. Well, then they get that one different batch, and they take one, and it's over. And so you can't predict because you're not going to, like—you're not a lab that's going to break it down and see how much of what it contains. You're just not. You're going to try to just take it to get well.
0: And so the other problem is um, that—so this fentanyl is coming across—
1: Mm -hmm. The border,
0: the the southern border. um, I wanted to say like in, I think I actually wrote it down on our show notes. So in January of 2019, now, by the way, the stats I'm going to read today are actually coming from DHS. So this is not us going to some QAnon site or some whatever. The DHS. I just went ahead and got it right off DHS. In January 2019, the Border Patrol made the largest seizure of fentanyl ever recorded it had enough uh, power to kill 115 million americans mm-hmm. that's cr- 115 million. Mm-hmm. okay so that was in 2019 i'm pretty sure they've probably grabbed bigger since or i mean so that's what we have to think about is that
1: how is it coming into our country and what's sad is the it?
0: heroin and the fentanyl. fentanyl we know the fentanyl's coming from mexico now and China, where right? it comes from yeah. there we don't know or before there but we know it's coming in from that direction and, and then 90% of heroin, by the way, comes from the border. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one of the things we want to talk about today is like 90% of the, the heroin that comes into this country comes across our southern border illegally.
1: Mm-hmm. And with that same idea, like if we had better uh, border mm-hmm. as securities in place, uh, to be able to see, because trafficking is a huge issue, mm-hmm. whether it's people trafficking, drug trafficking. I mean, and and we have to have like sovereign borders to regulate this in some way. What's sad here is I don't even necessarily, and you may disagree with me, honey, um, but I don't probably probably. I'm just
0: gonna say there's a high percentage. I rate.
1: actually don't agree with the war on drugs. I think it's incredibly. What? Yeah, I don't think drugs should be illegal.
0: Well. Uh, it just happens when you and I were researching for this show yesterday, last night, when I was reading Oregon, who has made all drugs illegal. Yeah, but legal. did you actually
1: read that article? It was horribly written. <clears> so <throat> that the article that you're referring to, the, yeah. the guy actually hated the guy who wrote the article about Oregon being a failure. But you had to read between the lines because it was all bias. And so drug deaths and drug but things it, are going to go up, no matter if drugs are legal or illegal, I'm talking about the hypocrisy of the prohibition where, okay, alcohol that destroys more lives than any drug. I've never encountered a single person that, like, hit someone on the road and killed them because they were high on weed. Okay? But people do it drinking all the time. And, and drinking is— But do
0: you think all drugs should be legal?
1: Here's—yes. here yes I do, <laughs> and it and it's so Heroine? interesting. It's so interesting because you can't legislate morality. I have a moral compass that I choose to follow, and the people that aren't going to operate by that compass, they're not going to care if it's illegal or not illegal.
0: Well, that's true. If somebody wants heroin, they're going to do and heroin. And so
1: it just now the idea of. I'm not saying that drug use is good. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying the punishment being like prison time does nothing for anybody except taxpayers having to foot the bill for the guy to be in prison forever.
0: And all of our, well, I would say it, a large it, majority of prisons are now private corporations they are just corporate, making a ton the, of money off of, of incarceration money, for drugs.
1: Ton of money off of doing that, just like a lot of uh, child protective services that are privately enterprise, too, making a ton of money and just completely crooked. What I'm saying is, from a drug addict perspective... I to jail a lot i did drugs in jail there's crooked guards everywhere there's yeah. people that make drugs and and, and get contraband and you're not going to be so you can't force someone to be sober all right i'm not saying that the criminal activity that usually goes along with drugs shouldn't be illegal mm-hmm. like theft and larceny and you know uh the whole you know stealing from stores and getting gift cards or, or rape or murder. I'm not saying any of that's good. That should okay, be that's punished. Okay, that's good because I
0: was worried for a second.
1: That should be punished. But what I'm saying is there's such a hypocrisy where we say, hey, Joe wants to sit alone in his apartment and drink himself to death. Mm-hmm. That's legal. But Susan wants to eat pills or shoot heroin. That's illegal.
0: Or Joe Rogan wants to do some mushroom.
1: I'm just saying it's inconsistent. It's and by inc- the
0: way, we know that I I don't think anybody's ever died on straight marijuana. Nobody's ever died on mushrooms. Nobody ever... Like, these are also... Alcohol can absolutely... In fact, it's one of the two or three things that you can detox off of and die. God,
1: alcohol and benzos. And I'm just saying there's a crazy hypocrisy. The government tried prohibition you yeah, know, in the 20s with and 30s alcohol. with alcohol. And they saw it was a complete failure. Well, the, dro- the war on drugs is a complete failure too, but society is still trying to stick with it. Why? Because it makes a lot of money to a lot of people.
0: So you're saying we should abolish the DEA?
1: I'm saying <laughs> no. You
0: guys I'm- heard about it, folks.
1: <laughs> I'm saying President just Heather like,
0: Mosher is going to abolish the DEA. Just like
1: the issues at the border. I'm not saying, it, even if they enforce the laws that are on the books, that that's still helpful. There's still lots of people that aren't helped in the appropriate way. And what I'm saying is criminalizing drug use, even recreationally, that does nothing to help anybody. Nothing.
0: Well, you, I mean, you said I might disagree people. with you, and I don't know where I stand on it, if I'm honest. I, I don't disagree with you, but I don't know. It just sounds crazy to me because it's all I've ever known. But anyways, uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back. Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back.
1: <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> no, but what I was saying before we went to the break is I'm not saying I'm pro-drugs. I'm just saying that the way the laws are— mm-hmm. If someone, and then you look at the law in Oregon. So Oregon, like, totally decriminalized all drug use, right? Yeah. And so the yeah. article you had sent me was trying to make it They've just
0: become the entire state of Chaz. <laughs> yeah. Or is it Chaz? Chaz, or Chaw, I don't know. Chaz, Chaz, that was I it. I don't remember, but... They're now I, the state of Chaz, anything goes.
1: What I'm saying is, I think it's hypocritical to try to say, like, look at the law. Let's say Bobby gets pulled over and a cop finds out that he's got... Fifty dollars worth of heroin on them. Well, if that's if that's personal use in Oregon, that's fine, and if that's not personal, if it's personal use in Texas, that's not fine. We're gonna send you to jail or whatever, or attack fees that you're not gonna pay, or put you in probate mm-hmm. court that you're not gonna do or whatever, right? Um, probation court and. Because I, I got arrested a lot. I got seven felony convictions behind me, and I don't know how many misdemeanors, and none of that legal action did anything. Does that anything. make you a
0: real criminal or a horrible criminal? I'm just street
1: stupid is what it makes me. <laughs> but what I'm saying is none of that created a system that helped me get well. Sy- what
0: finally got you well?
1: Si- well, the system that is created to help me get well turned out to be free, and I didn't need the government's involvement at all. A, mm-hmm. if people want to accept that sort of help. But in Oregon, what was really interesting about that article is even though they decriminalized it, they said, hey, if you get caught with this and you want help, we want to offer you free help, free treatment. And out of the 4,000 arrests, or not arrests, but the 4,000 cases where they let people go with a warning, um, only 40 people out of 4,000 asked for help.
0: It would be like 0.04% or something. So they don't want help, right?
1: People don't want help. And so you can't force that sort of willingness. But on the flip side, I thought it was really interesting that this guy was trying to write this article, making it look like it wasn't a failure, uh, but there's all sorts of other criminal activity that goes along with it. Like
0: deaths went up like 62% or something.
1: I'm saying if there is a a person- So if
0: you're trying to depopulate, it's it's a huge success.
1: Yeah. So the article, the guy that wrote that crappy article was saying that any- drug use is an addict, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not. There are people in this world who can recreationally do cocaine five times a year and it doesn't destroy their I know, life.
0: I know lots of them. And I, know, I don't understand them. I don't, I don't either. G-
1: <laughs> but what I'm saying <laughs> I wish is, I could do that. is the recreational five times a year guy okay? Or should that be illegal too? I don't think it should be illegal.
0: Okay. So then I I like where you're going with this. I, I wanted to like be a counterpoint, but I can't. <clears throat> and and what I'm agreeing with you on is the weird hypocrisy of... Alcohol versus drugs. The But no, the and federal government... The federal government's the involvement... Fed, because, well, hold on, hold on. The by f- the
1: way, when we had prohibition, the federal government poisoned American citizens with bad liquor. Correct. Poisoned its own people.
0: Well, the federal government should never be trusted for anything. anything. Anybody A. who does trust them, just... Stupid. Yeah. You dumb dumb. Okay, so... Colorado, for instance, California, uh, several states, Washington, marijuana is legal. Yeah. Texas, I don't think it's recreationally legal. It may be mm-hmm. medicinal, and, but hard to get in Texas. Oklahoma
1: is fully medical, medicinal legal.
0: Okay, so anyways, but you have spottily, like states have made their decision. Yeah. The states have said, hey, we have the right and we want to do this. And the federal government doesn't recognize it. The federal government, the DEA are saying, well, we don't care what you say, it's still illegal. And this is why, you know what, now I'm on the Heather train. Abolish the DEA because every every <laughs> I didn't say
1: that first. You of did. All.
0: I'm putting those words in your mouth. Um every state should have the right to make its own laws. Every yeah. state should have the right to make that decision. Those decisions, therefore, will influence people that want to live there or not.
1: I'm just saying this all goes into And
0: while you're at it, abolish the teachers union as well. <laughs>
1: Right. What what is
0: the federal the federal teachers is it know. TEA?
1: I don't know. But I'm well. for that.
0: Yeah, the Department of Education. Yeah, Abolish it. It's complete Done. brainwashing. It needs but to be up to the States.
1: I think it should be up to the States. I think that we should have the liberty and freedom to vote and decide. We're
0: being put on an Antifa list That's right fine. now, by the way. But
1: I just I it's it, this goes back to the border. Okay, you and I want to go see that movie Sound of Freedom, right? You and I have oh. been and we will go. And so I'm encouraging all of our listeners, if you don't know what I'm talking about, this movie At this Sound point, of everybody, freedom, everybody we know
0: go. has seen it, but every time you and I go, Hey, let's go, we have it's some booked. time. It's booked, the, it's booked. The theaters are booked.
1: booked. The theater's yeah. a book. So we're gonna go see it. You and I have been Fans of Tim Ballard for years. So
0: here's here's a let's pre- way
1: before this movie.
0: We'll pre wreck it and we'll say so. First of all, before Sound of Freedom, back two or three years ago,
1: we watched Operation Toussaint.
0: Operation Toussaint, which was a documentary.
1: It's a documentary about, and it was
0: done in 2018. So yeah, this is what makes us crazy, is that <laughs> there are media outlets out there who are saying Sound of Freedom...
1: Is some QAnon conspiracy, not real thing.
0: Does anybody believe that?
1: No, only the media, but they know it's a lie too. So
0: Because you and I watched this documentary that was produced back in 2018. So I and this is not new information or no, new news.
1: I encu- he's been doing this for more than a decade. I encourage anybody who has Amazon Prime to go out watch the documentary Operation Toussaint. Uh, and it's a wonderful documentary about and some of... And it's
0: T-O-U-S-A-I-N-T, Toussaint. Mm-hmm. Toussaint.
1: And uh, and this has been out for five it plus years. This is 2018. And so you and I were already uh, big fans we knew about it. of Tim. I mean,
0: that's one of the things we tithe to. And, and we, so
1: you and I give to Operation Underground Railroad, which is his yeah. organization, uh, against uh, child trafficking, sex trafficking, labor trafficking, organ harvesting. They do all of this really awesome work. Yeah. And he quit his job uh, at Homeland Security, and he was like 10 days to retire.
0: 10 days. 10
1: days. And he had to throw away the From retirement. Because he wanted the to pension, save a kid. To go save a kid. The boy asked him to go save but a But here's sister. what
0: makes me crazy is that...
1: The media wants to act like this is some something crazy that doesn't exist. And I'm saying, have you ever watched... Anything about the border. Like these drug deals, they but it, bring kids over, they they, they no, surgically hide that. drugs inside children and sneak them into our country.
0: It's but it's not that it's how stupid is the public. It's they, how they stupid the is the public. Stupid. No. No. Because nobody would be watching these major outlets anymore if the public had a brain. So here's the problem.
1: People are stupid. Operation
0: Toussaint was a, a documentary, it was just a documentary about Tim Ballard's group so that he could get the word out and get help and try and save these kids, right? Sound of Freedom is a movie about Tim Ballard. Yeah. Right? So you have the documentary of the movie. They both are mirrors of each other. And so they're trying to... You have to really think about it for a minute. Why in the world, if we know for a fact... This, this really is, happened. This life. Children are being kidnapped, trafficked for sex, for organ labor. harvesting, for labor, for slavery. If we know this for a fact, we know it for why, a fact. why would a group would the media, media say anything it. bad about it why would they deny it's an issue this is disgusting. so i encourage our
1: listeners to just ponder that why would the media everywhere have a united narrative to turn to talk badly about this movie or act like it's and something suggest crazy? it's
0: QAnon or
1: so along that line i remember an interview tim gave and it was just so heartbreaking to realize he said that child trafficking human trafficking is the most profitable billion dollar business in the industry why? It, it makes more money than drugs. It makes more money than arms and everything. Why? Because you can only sell a drug once. But you
0: can sell you can a child many times. You can sell a many child times.
1: many times a day. And <clears throat> here's the crazy part. He said once you you know do that with the child for every day for years, once they get to a certain point they're not sellable anymore, then they sell them for their organs. So, that why happens. are we talking and, about and this today? <laughs> why? Yep. Yeah because the the border
0: so here's the thing is that our politicians our government has clouded everybody they've clouded this back and forth you have to belong to one of the two tribes which my wife and i do not belong to either we want to talk about each issue separately and have a discussion and be able to have point counterpoint yeah and so here's the problem so i'm very familiar with immigration very um with some things that have gone on in my life. I'm very, very familiar. So number one, the immigration system is in America, completely broken. it's broken. Number two, secure our borders. This needs to happen. Not, I don't care about the terrorism coming across the border, which I should. I don't care about other stuff. Here's what I care about. 90% of the heroin coming into this country is walked right across the border without being checked. Number two, Here was, this is a staggering number. This one made me crazy. And this is literally from DHS. From DHS. Here's what they say. Um, Blah, 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 blah.
1: Is that what they said? Blah, 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 blah.
0: They've made more than 1,500 human trafficking arrests. 90% of them are for sex trafficking because of the border crisis. So it's crisis. definitely happening.
1: Um, and so I just encourage everybody to educate yourself. Find out what you believe. Go read some stuff. Go read some Read some stuff. opposing opinions. Because don't forget, those who stand for nothing are going to fall for anything.
0: Absolutely. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back in a week. We're going to talk about something apropos. Relevant <laughs> Recovery Radio.